Tonight, let me build a case again for the word. And if all that we speak about this year is just how important, crucial the word is. And I actually mean the word completely, like nothing added to it. Nothing. It's not the word plus power. <laughs> no. If the word is not power, then there's no power. So why do we focus so uh, unrepentantly on the word? And imagine all that we keep training ourselves on is how important the word is. The word, the word sets the direction and the tone of creation. The word sets the direction of our lives. The word sets the direction of our day, our daily lives, how we express. And if that is not convincing enough, I'm sitting before you today telling you that whatever we've become, whatever we're becoming, is strictly just the word. Nothing outside of it. Nothing. And so when I see the metamorphosis, the evolution, the growth of those of you who are growing, growing on all spheres, I can't attribute that to anything but the word. You see the temptation and the problem therefore is you can see your leader doing well or you can have stories of people doing well and you remove your eyes from the word and look at their doings. That's a problem with leadership. Sometimes you're not listening to the leader, you're listening to their result. The result is just supposed to point you to how. Mm -hmm. The result is not an end in itself. The result is actually, the result is nothing. You take the soul out, you take the word out, then you won't produce the result you think. And after a while of trying to produce that result, either out of wanting, you know, I've seen people wanting, they, they so much respect PT or their leader, they are trying their best to impress. You understand then, I wish to stop them sometimes and tell them, I can't be. You're going to do your last. And I will still look at it as if, what's she doing? Because if he does not have the spirit of the word, it has no ability to move the heart of God. And from the moment I stop being the representation of God, I'm incapable of passing any blessing. So you can impress the head. You can impress the person. It still will not work. It will not be acceptable. We will clap and say, wow, well done. But you see, let me tell you something about the Spirit of God here. Yeah? You can actually wake up one day, and I know this is not politically, right? You can actually wake up one day and look at a person as a leader and just not like them. They just irritate you. 
Now, that's not women's mood. That's, I know that happens in the women's world. I'm not talking about that tonight. You're looking at yourself saying, why? Then you wait two weeks after, two months after, and you realize, boom, that's why. You don't know. You want the Spirit of God to communicate with you? Have a free heart that doesn't judge and condemn? You will feel the Spirit. Maturity will not make you tell them, well, Daniel, I just, I just ate you today, and I know it's the Holy Spirit. Now, that's a mentally deranged person, right? When your leader does that, it's not well. It's not like they are in the spirit or they are, they are just immature. You know, I was dealing with a situation yesterday and I was kind of almost shouting out of anger on the person. Then I realized that you can't shout on a child. She's an adult that refused to grow and probably won't. So don't shout, put things in place. Don't say, why did you break the glass? Say, child, take the glass away. <laughs> and don't tell the child, I'm going to take that glass away because of you now. <laughs> Just take it. <laughs> Just take everything that is breakable. The fact that you're an adult and you're a giver does not mean you've grown. It takes a particular attendance, attention to the word to cause growth in your life. Um, but that's not where I'm going today. I, I want to start a structure of how creation started. And I want you to hear me. You know, last week, Thursday was when we met. We met physically last Thursday, right? Wednesday, Thursday. Now, when preachers speak, you will look and see if they are just preaching to excite us. You see, from that Thursday to today, for us, those who don't know, it's like a whole year has happened. Now, I'm not sure you will understand. You're going to say, great, yes, but, <laughs> but only a few leaders. It's like, positively, life has changed. It, it's a week, but it feels like a lot has happened. So the person speaking to you on Thursday, sitting here, is not the same. A lot has just happened by setting a direction. A lot. And if these were in the days of Periscope, I would have told you all, but it's impossible now, right? So, and I said, but nothing is happening to me. Your problem. Sorry. I'm just joking. If it's happening to all of us, some of us is happening to everyone. The manifestation may be in time, right? So I began to think, how do you start again? It's like, forget everything you said last week. And you're still battling with that. Some have given up. I said, I can't understand this thing. I'll just follow the walk. And that's fine. Maybe it keeps you safe. Second class citizen. But look at this now. Let's talk tonight. Are you ready to? Let, let's talk. Let, maybe I won't preach tonight. Maybe we'll just talk. 
Pastor Shadi has started on a very powerful note. Not the preaching. I'll give in today. I didn't hear anything she said. I just thought, you can preach till tomorrow. That's fine. I don't care. Exactly, it's a powerful note. Who cares? I don't understand what she's saying. Your problem, I understand. I get it. I get it. God gets it. Who is man? But on a serious note, speaking about Ruth and the position of two women, and one decided to kiss goodbye, the first Adam. And one decided to follow. There's something interesting in creation. The Bible says, and God breathed into man the breath of life, yet protected man from the tree of life. Yeah. I'm not sure you're ready for the word tonight. I think there's an overload from last week, so I'll chill. But let me start with, in him dwells all things. I want you to see why we talk a lot about the word. If you want to be a great politician, it's in him. If you want to be a great banker, it's in him. But the issue with the in him is, it must change from the quotation. You have to turn that light away a bit from me, please. It must change from the quotation of I'm in Christ to the manifestation of what that really means. It must change from thank you. It must change from just saying it. You know, when we're growing up and still now, those of you who get to watch Christian pastors, I don't see them anymore. I don't know what happened. I think my timeline is just filled with unbelievers and watches and rappers. And people say, pastor made an illustration. Say, do you see these people? I don't understand. I don't care if a person is young. A person can be young all they like. So, because, okay, it's, it's fair on you though. You need to know them now. Because I grew up just knowing preachers. So I need to, we need to do a swap. It must go from just saying in him. You know, those are very popular words in Christianity. Let's say, I'm in Christ. And you continuously observe the life of that person until you don't see what that actually means. And because it is religion, it is difficult to ask, please, what does this really mean? Because if you ask, they will go into a book. They will call it the Bible. But what we're teaching is not the Bible, it's the Word, supported by the written Bible. <laughs> Those are two different things. And so God looking for a generation that actually manifests what it means to be in him. You're a family head, Dr. Emma. I see you in services a lot. Doctors are not this free though. <laughs> when looking, I'm thinking, you do surgery, right? How can, how can you have this much time? You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay word so you can actually go and just pierce someone now on a serious note wow like what what would you sorry guys I know it's the word time but uh, 
like like what like if they have what like inside them will be what okay, so you actually cut them open the skin okay then let's say you're looking for skin cancer you cut it then you're looking for what now just need a medical crash course so that there are people in the nation, if you get sick, we just take you somewhere and just say, you know, mm, don't show our faces so that they don't search our sucker from. No. Okay, so the cancer is removed from the lab. Okay, I thought you said you just teach up. I was going to say you're a tailor then. That's not, that's not, that's not big deal. <laughs> Fashion designer. Okay, but you actually removed the cancer. Wow. I'm looking at you in admiration. Wow. Amazing. That wasn't relevant to the message. Don't think. It's going somewhere with I'm not going anywhere. I'm just having a gist with Dr. Emma. If she's going to be a doctor, a surgeon, there is already a procedure. That procedure, the reason for procedure is predictability. Because you know if she goes to school for five years, for six years, she becomes this. If she studies this, she becomes that. Procedure is because of predictability. The issue here is in him, there is procedure so that there will be unpredictability. So she's become what she's become. After she's become all of that, then God calls her. And God says, now I'm calling you to a procedure that leads to unpredictability. And when Paul began to say, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. And it has not entered into the heart of men unpredictable what God has prepared for those that love him. But for this world to function, there must be predictability. And so they set up procedures and structures. That is why you see our gospel is not the call of everyone who has done nothing. Mm. It is not those who the Bible calls them. It, it did say that for you see your calling brethren that not, ma not many noble. Uh -huh. But let me tell you why you balance that heart. It is not a do nothing life. You finish in engineering. It says you understand procedure now. It calls you as nothing into the kingdom. And it gives you a procedure that makes damning now unpredictable. Yet as a lot of exploit. Unpredictable, yes, yet as a lot of impact. And so maybe some of you, before you even get to the knowledge of what God wants to do with you, you need to go to the procedure and predictability life. <laughs> In whatever way, when he was in gang, there was a procedure that leads to a predictability. And then God says, I haven't done that. I'm calling you into a kingdom that is superior now. 
yet it will introduce to you a procedure. I'm coming to creation, how creation happened. He called Adam. And he called Adam, remember this, he gave Adam the breath of life. I've said this many times. And if this is all we keep saying, it's vital. The introduction of Adam or introduction of the word to Adam made Adam functional. Before then, Adam was a man. He can see. He sort of knows. But he doesn't have eternal life. Uh-huh. He doesn't have eternal life in him. So he cannot function at the level that God desires for him. And every man who went back, by the way, you remember that Adam is still dead. He's walking around. He's one man. But he's dead. Now, what does death mean? He lives in darkness. Um, he doesn't know what tomorrow is. He's a slave to death. He works for him. He's employed by death. Death sets his curriculum. Death sends him to school. Death prepares him for himself. He lives for death. And that's why the second Adam came as a life-given spirit. The Bible calls Jesus the life-given spirit. But this life is not heaven. This life is not a place we dwell forever. What is eternal life? Because that was what happened to Adam. But we'll get there tonight in him. Colossians chapter 3. Let's see the in him tonight. Talk to me. 115 Colossians. Thank you. The Son is the image of the invisible God. We've read this scripture so many times, but we're not going to stop reading it. The Son is the image of the invincible God. He is God. It's just that man cannot see the image of a God we cannot see. His name is invincible. So Jesus is the image of that Son. So do you believe God is the ruler of heaven and earth? Yes. The sun is the image, the manifestation of it, the expression of it, the touchable part of that. Uh -huh. The sun is the image of the invincible God, the firstborn. Over all creation. Uh -huh. For in him all things were created. So don't forget this. How did creation happen? Look at this. Not by him, in him. Inside him, right? All things were created. Now, this is why the church cannot separate political power, wealth, economic power, Medicare power from Christ's gospel. It's impossible because in Him, all things were created. But you would agree with me that the structure of the church right now is you have to come out of Him to go take political power. In Him all things were created. We've discussed this before. So if you're going to get all things that were created, where do you need to be? You have to go back inside. In Him all things were created. And if it wasn't clear, if it stopped there, Christians would have taken that and tell us about spiritual stuff. Then he, and even if it stopped there, we should be convinced by now because he said things. 
Things are just things. Then he uses the word whole. All things. The moment something becomes substantial, it's coming from in him. If Rosary becomes something that is visible, you can hold. It comes from in him. Satan does not create. It perverts creation, but it doesn't create. In him, all things, everything. So this is why the more you are in him, the more all things come to you. Hi. So you can't take your eyes off him. It's a deceit. It's a lie. And I know what happens is the moment you begin to prosper little, the first thing you do is to take your eyes off him. Because in man's bid to get power or wealth or influence, you, you, you will take your eyes off him. If you sit under the word, for a long time, whatever you call long, and it looks as if the word is not working, what do you do? You get weary. Uh, what you fail to realize is that there is no other taking place. There's no other creation place but Him. For in Him all things were created. Then He began to tell us about things. You see, in these things, it did not mention cars or houses. It mentioned powers. Oh, you didn't hear me. There's no mention of money. Look at what it says. Things. In heaven and on earth. You know what heavens and on earth means. The reachable and the unreachable. The world that you cannot reach. The thoughts that you think you can't have right now that will make you create an iPhone. It's in Him things in heaven the unreachable place to man and things on earth the reachable place so a person cannot actually say well you know i'm poor and down and out because earth is not my home these things are not consistent with scriptures it sounds great it sounds humble but it's not the word so when people throw those things at you they are not speaking for God. They are speaking for demons. Because it's not the word. Things in heaven and, on, and things on earth. It cannot create things on earth and deny his kids of it. No father does that. He, he puts you on earth to be able to change earth. He puts you on earth to influence earth. And part time, when it is the monarchy that rules the earth... He influences monarchs. He influences kings either directly through his prophet or through their wives. Because one minute's decision can change the life of one billion people. One minute policy can influence the life of a billion people. Power and philanthropy are not mates. Do you understand that? Power and philanthropy are not mates. Philanthropy is like a child where power is speaking. How many people can you help? Power can stop philanthropy. 
<laughs> no wonder the Bible says, once has the Lord spoken, twice I've heard his voice. He didn't say that philanthropy belonged to God. <laughs> that power belongs to God. Every journey, the journey that God has set you on, the journey that brought you to the nation family is a journey into power. And that power is not just speaking in tongues and being healed. Nothing wrong with that. If it excites people, it excites them. The real change of lives. Uh -huh. The real change of people's lives is in power. You see the story the birthday girl told us today about Ruth and Naomi, I think. One followed. And the, the, the woman, the mother-in-law, Naomi, let her, how do I put this now? Without sounding, because I'm talking to young people, right? She taught her how to get the right man. Let me just put it that, like that. And I've heard theories about how wrong that is, how this that is, how that that is. Well, it's in the Bible. It happened. She got married. That lineage produced the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ. However you see it, you see it. Because for there to be a continuation of a lineage that God has proposed... However it happens, it has to happen that Ruth has to be with the man she was with. God's lineup is always a set up into a power place. We are weak with just Ferraris and Lambos and mansions by themselves. They mean nothing. They are a, a, a stopover or oh, oh, not a stopover they or oh, stopover or oh, not stopover they are a journey going somewhere all of a sudden an evolution happened you may not see Ferraris and stuff around because we've transited so when the day of Pentecost came they spoke in tongue yes um, 5,000 people were added to the church yes but the journey was into power. The end of it was one day they converted the Pope, I mean the, 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 the Emperor. He became a child of God. Either by good intention or not, he influenced the whole of Rome. They became a Christian nation. He took God many years of story. But children of power must think power. Otherwise, we're going to end up back in the, in the ends. All the rappers are ending up back there. It is not about rapping. There's nothing like, look at him, he sold one billion album. It means nothing. You see, as much album as Michael Jackson sold, when power dealt with him, he's running for his own life. Money, money is to seek power. 
because you can be hoping and aiming that Bitcoin goes well, crypto goes well, but you see when our mates and our people are looking at business on that direction, use every penny to begin to work towards power because you see, in power you don't hope things go well, you just make them what you need them to be. You don't hope. <laughs> Without power, you hope. You pray. <laughs> That's power praying for. Without power, you pray and you seek the Lord. And that is what the, the Lord is concerned about. Every journey of God is kingdom. Kingdom means power. So when Jesus taught them how to pray, they said, teach us how to pray. What was his teaching? Our Father who is unreachable, I hallow your name. And it declares war first. Your kingdom. Kingdom means king and dominion. Your king's dominion come. Your will be done on earth. It teaches them to position themselves for power. And it didn't tell them to save up for food. He said, give us our daily bread. As long as we exist for a day, the kingdom is coming. I feel it in my spirit where God is leading this house to. It's power beyond measure. I know it. You know, before I came down, God taught me something. Power is transient. Don't fear any man. If you're a friend to someone, if they refuse to be your friend, remember that power can leave them in a minute, in a second. It's a position yourself in me. Understand how to use money to buy power. What the church did not understand, and I think I was saying this on Sunday, was each time you sign an envelope for gift aid, you give power to a charity commission. So no matter how powerful, imagine a pastor does a crusade yesterday in court in London, he used the lame. The lepers, they said le lepers in London, you know. The le <laughs> oh God, forgive me. The lepers are healed. Those who should remain dead, come back to life. So still continue doing nothing. After he's done all these, it was all powerful. But you see, a little girl from Charity Commission shows up tomorrow morning. And say, yeah, the money you made, account for it. She's just 25. Probably didn't graduate from university, but she represents a power. And she will bring you. You've just healed everybody. You just raised the dead. She walks in and she makes you cry. Shut down your whole operation. Keeps you on your toe. You run. <laughs> like Elijah from Jezebel you see Elijah just killed 400 prophets of Baal but when the president's wife showed up the prophet of Baal were weak to him they killed he killed everyone with fire from this guy brought fire from heaven a woman shows up who carries power and the man of God did tactical maneuver <laughs> Elijah just killed 400 prophets of Baal fighting for God and in a minute when power shows up 
You see, for us, if the word don't work, how do we even get into all this? Cling to the word. Trust the word. You see, no man can give another man power. That's the issue with power. It's either Satan put someone in temporary charge like he's been putting people in charge of Nigeria forever. I don't understand God and Nigeria. I, honestly, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I think he's just thinking, no. I don't know. You tell me, oh, he's the one walking there. No, no way. No, no. He's in Netherlands. Where they just approve. You see, power is so powerful that even if a drug is wrong, if the people that have agenda to pass the bill to make it legal are in power, even if homosexuality is wrong, let's say, or right, whatever. You see, wrong and right does not matter anymore when power is in place. I feel over the next three years, there's going to be a mighty flow of wealth into the nation. And that's why God is telling you why. At a point, it's no longer the Lambos or the Ferraris. It is power. It needs you to know why. It's going to send wealth and people. Support system. Opening up to you like you've never known before. But if you miss the purpose. If you marry and it's not purposeful. It is just useless at the end of the day. You go back to the ends. But look at this. So that we can actually realize and focus on the source of power rather than power. Right? Things in heaven and on earth. Uh -huh. Visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers. Or rulers. Or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. Can we just conclude on this scripture tonight? All things have been created through him. Now it begins to mention through him. It was in him. Now, but him keeping it in him is meaningless. All things have now been created through him and for him. Meaning that before time is over, our time on earth, before this world, all this one that they say the world will end, the world will end. I, I keep telling pastors who tell me, oh, Jesus is coming soon. I say, wait, please, when? Can you just put a date? Like, let's just say 70 years time. We're, we're cool. The conclusion of the matter is coming. It's not to take you up the signs of times is that all things that were created through him will be given to him because they were created for him. Ghana created for him. Nigeria created for him. United Kingdom, however difficult it looks that they can go back to God, was created for him. But he has to work out the purpose. How does it get back to him? Is this too noble for where we're coming from? If you're already here, you already know what you came here for by now. It can't be soft word about how God's grace is upon your life. We all know it's not there. It's not like, oh, God's grace over my life. No, let me see it. Forget about this talk. It's tiring. I'm going somewhere tonight. Verse 17, please. He 
know all things. And in him all things hold together. So imagine everything today is still holding together in him. All things. And he told us things because if he wants to be mentioning other things it would take long, right? They are earthly things. But the important things is that whether thrones or dominion or powers all things these are the things that God calls things more important than money because a negative power makes people in, in African countries people become rich trying their government makes them poor it's like it just keeps stripping them normally government should make you rich it makes them poor because wrong people are in power. It's before all things. So why am I convinced that the end of time will have to be in the church? Through the church. It will not be the church you met and know. They've already concluded what power means. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Power means roll on the floor and say hallelujah, hallelujah and go home. No. God's power is thrones and dominion. Remember the first Adam when he spoke to him to begin to function. He asked him to have dominion over all things. So I wonder if you can go back to your world and walk like a person in dominion. I wonder if you can begin to think Years before you become president or president wives, you are already it in him because all things hold together in him. Years before you become whatever God wants you to become in the banking world, you have to hear words like this break completely the church mindset that we were built with. So you can imagine that this kind of word, therefore, it's not for people we're still preaching to to not gossip. Or people that were still saying, just realize when things are done, God is with you. Rubbish. I'm tired. I heard that all my life. When things are done, it's not there. Just say, I need people, like real people. He's gone. He's packed his luggage. And it's people who can fight through. Fight through the check pavement of life. Fight through the dark places. <laughs> Nobody needed to preach to David about God's presence with him. He's anointed with oil now. He knows at the backside of the desert, it's not just that God gave him a thing that looks like no future. He added no futures to him. And power began to change the life of the people that were added to David in the wilderness. In the wilderness just means a place of nothingness. Well, in the wilderness, it can focus on the word, and all his journey was toward the throne. He's going to shepherd the people of God just like he has shepherded the, the, the sheep of his father. Moses, at the backside of the desert, is going to shepherd the people of God, Israel, lead them out of Egypt, but starting from the place of obscurity. God made him from the age of zero. From a month old or three months old, God made him to live in the palace of Pharaoh so that he can think power. 
whose power I'm talking to ladies tonight also who have to think that way because how do I put this without sounding vulgar if you are black already you're just programmed to go to school and marry as far as our parents are concerned you can marry a nobody you just marry because it's only right societally but you see there are some of you and I'm not saying all that God calls for a different purpose Esther was not going to choose who to marry. She was, she was, anyway, that's what you call grace, Sha. But however, that's God's grace. Mordecai, people have said about eyes not right, she entered an arranged marriage. Well, you that enter love marriage, not in any book, we just don't like your life. Like, it's not nice, like, you're just going to give birth to kids and they're going to grow. You're going to die. And then it just goes on. She, a lady, influences the decision to preserve the Jewish race. She was born for power. The whole setting of her beauty was programmed just for power. A hazardous probably saw a few times because he's got many wives. It's not the problem. But for one minute policy. Because in case you've forgotten Esther and you carry the name. For well, you've married now, but it's not a hazardous. Esther that is married to, to um, I wanted to say a name, but I realized there are so many names around, so let me not. You're not... That's not Esther, you understand? You cannot be Esther without Mordecai. So remove that name from your name if you're married and you're not married to royalty. Remove it. I won't call you Esther. I say, my name is Esther. I say, yeah. I'll call you Esther because that's fine, right? That's the crucifixion of Christ and the death and all those stuff. No, no. <laughs> is before all things. I'm just asking you to live a life on purpose. So you see why it will take you through a lot of school of mentorship because his intended journey for you is power. And power is so powerful and I think if you've gone to school you will hear power corrupts, right? And absolute power corrupts absolutely. So it must sit on you. Power is so powerful. It must sit on you. It must train you. It must humble you. It must lift you. By humbling you. If it's going to trust little power into your hands. And however you use the little power, it gives you a little bit more. Because when you reach the place of power, you can destroy 100 lives in a second. Just like that, because... I, I won't say the because, but you know what I mean, yeah. So it tells you to take your eyes off power. Take your eyes off what you want to be. And live in Him. So that it can mold you. 
did you see that scripture? I've read it many times. It said, little folks, do not be afraid, folks. Do not be afraid, for it is your father's good wish. I want that scripture to give you the kingdom. So he said, it is not a problem about what the father wants to give you as Nikki. Where he wants to take you. So what is the work of your pastor, your leaders, to sensitize you about what is in you, in him, and where he wants to take you. Now, after a while, you decide, well, you know, for me, I'm just not going to greet people because I'm angry. You're a child. You're not going to grow. And we just come to conclusion that you see her, she can't grow past this. But we must pray that God blesses her on that level. Meaning, no, I won't. Look at this scripture. Do not fear, little flock. Do not fear, little folks, yes. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So when you come to understand scriptures like this, you know, there's no fear about your future. The king's dominion, if you are destined to raise girls and, and guys who will be on thrones, there's no doubt about what God will do. The issue is, can you dwell in the world long enough? Because the world does not, the world does not look like it's going anywhere. The world does not look like you, it's going to make you anything. You need to go out there, they say. Go out there. No. You come, the more you come in here, the more out there comes to you. Uh -huh. The more you grow in the world. Because what is out there, you think, is already in Him. In Him, all things hold together. My only fear was, when I was in the Word and sitting under the Word and going to church and going to church, I, I, I was told by my pastors that what He wants for me is to make heaven. But when the reality of the Word dawned on me, I realized that He's only calling me Him so that he can give me everything that is out there and every breakthrough that we've got and in case you don't believe the Bible you must believe me I'm sitting in front of you you should believe the more we sat in the world the more everything that the world is looking for came to us yet the Spirit of Christ witnesses in us that we have not even seen anything compared to what He wants to do so what do we have to do? what is our job to do? get more in the Word dig more in the Word does that mean you do nothing with life? no, it just means every night I've told you that the typical life of a person should be from your day job to the Word at night every night Obi is just there preaching you may not understand it for a moment but I guarantee you you keep sitting under that word you become everything you already know what you want to become God planted it in you you have the desire and the appetite for it but the how you don't know you may think you know do not fear little flock for it is your father's good pleasure I need another translation to give you the kingdom I say, well, God wants to reign over your life and the world forever. No, He wants to give you. That's His intention. So when this word came, when we came to the reality of this word, and we thought that we don't, and we realized that we don't need to look for heaven, it's in Him. 
He said, whether thrones or dominions, things in heaven and on earth is in Him. You find your heaven on earth, the more you get in Him. So, but you see the pressure of life removes you from the world most times because you all of a sudden just feel, I've got to go do something. And for us, myself, as your global pastor, for us as leaders, whenever we've run out, I know things are going left, we quickly run back in. And it's almost like in the moment, everything starts to align again. But you see, when you are in Him, you must be willing to have, in quotes, no result forever. So you can't come in Him saying, well, by next year, this should happen. He says, you're not here. When you get here, when we know you're here, it's only when you're willing to be here forever without seeing any external in court result and everything. There is no car we've driven that I ever looked for. There are earth things. It's like God of assignment just thinks, I really wanted to make a, a noise with this for a moment. He sends it. He does it. The same way will send us power. It will send us power. It will send you influence. The more you get in Him. So my gospel is to let you know that in Him is not will make heaven one day. In Him is that all things, every single thing that He made will be manifested through you. That's the kind of generation and people He asked me to raise. When people criticize, someone said, I think you are getting this gospel wrong. I said, yes, but I'm not talking to you or your father. It's flesh that made me have the father to, to read. But I'm not talking to you. If you're listening to me, you're thinking, oh, all this wealth state. It is in Colossians, they said that, that. That's your problem with the Colossians people. Go and live in Colossia. It's no longer exists. It's all right. Amplified Classic. Quickly. Do not be deceived with alarm and struck with fear. Little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Do you understand the word good pleasure does not necessarily mean you would have it? Is his pleasure? No, okay, so what is that subject to? If you act in a certain way. So would you for once begin to see God as if, if you ask the all of Spark Nation dynasty or clan to think about God as one thing I, if there is one thing that I will ask you to think about God as you must see him as the one who wants to give you the kingdom that's his intention in your life and say but doesn't he want me to live holy and come to heaven he says look whatever happens along the way I just want you to keep it in mind that power is what I want to give you. Scriptures now. Leave, leave, look, please. Go back to scriptures. I mean, wait, scriptures, but tell me. He is before all things and in Verse him. Verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that? In everything he, he might have the supremacy. Have we taught this scripture before? In banking and Medicare... He wants to have supremacy. You're just a tool for his supremacy. You see the word supremacy and power, right? So, did he just, is his intention to just 
save the world. Salvation means supremacy. You see, there's no point saving people that hunger will kill. You didn't hear me. Supremacy is power that changes the world food system because he has a say. So when he's looking for supremacy, he loves the whole world, wants to save the whole world. Why does he want supremacy? Because only with supremacy can you impose. I'll use the word impose. Your will. But we know your will is that people will rejoice when the righteous rule. So that in all things it may have supremacy. So who are you to God? Is instrument to gain supremacy because angels will not come to do it. Spiritual beings will not come to do it. So when demons influence musicians, let's say, or influence people to do stuff, why are they doing it? To have supremacy so that they can rule the people's lives. Verse 19. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. You remember this story? For God was pleased. So someone say, how can you say God invested all in Adam? He did it in the last Adam. He won't call them the same name if he didn't do the same thing with them. For God was pleased to have all, not some of his fullness, not half of his fullness, all of his fullness. Do you understand what it means to have all the fullness of someone? Like nothing missing. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. Everything God has was given to the first Adam. Everything. It did the same with the second Adam. The power that the last Adam carried was so powerful. So powerful. You know, when, when they wanted to arrest him, it's looking at the old Rome Empire. Roman Empire, pardon me. And he says to them, he said, you know, if I want now, I can summon my angels to destroy everything. Power. But he can't do that because then we will remain dead. But he will be alive. It shows us, it gives us uh, an insight, little bit, into the kind of power is God. And he says, this power, the reason why he mentioned that they can come and fight is that they are not just spiritual. They are warlords. There is no kingdom without soldiers. Uh -huh. Your soldiers are the most important people to you. Not your politicians. It's your soldiers. It, it must be your soldiers that become your politicians. I'll talk about Africa on Sunday. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell inside him. All of them. All the politicians of David were his soldiers at the backside of the wilderness. All of them. They were the people that were with him. They all plundered cities together. Anyway, all of God's fullness dwells in these guys now. Verse 20. And through him to reconcile to himself all, all things, things. Whether things on earth or things, things in heaven. By making peace through his blood shed on the cross. John 17. 
this is where I start preaching tonight. Yet I will hand out 10. Start from verse 1. This now is how we know. I want you to follow this now. The transmission of power from God to man is based on this. After Jesus said these things. He looked toward heaven and prayed. Father, Father the hour has come. Glorify your son. That your son. May glorify you. Do you see that? You can't glorify him if he doesn't glorify you. It's a deal. It's not going to work. If it doesn't make you the leader of nation, you can't glorify him. Do you understand this scripture? So he has to. Otherwise, there's no glorification. There's a difference between a president talking about God and a cleaner talking about God. They're still talking about God, probably correct, and that's all fine. But there's a difference. Look, tonight, if Bill Gates says Jesus is Lord, <laughs> do you know what would happen in the world? But guess what? He won't say it. So stubborn. They won't say it. So God still looks for instruments, but yet he is Adam. So there are last Adams that God would put in that position. So what did he do with Esther? Glorified so that Esther can glorify him. But there's no glorification if it doesn't push Esther to a position of power. Power glorifies. I don't know why Christians chose to be so weak. They won't participate in politics because it's for ruffians. They'll participate in nothing. Then they realize that those who are professionals among them will become top bankers. It just takes a rough billionaire that bought the bank to just mess them up. There's no power. We must not again be kids without understanding. Not knowing the purpose of money and the purpose of visibility. Visibility has a purpose. Uh, Money has a purpose. It's not for all this. This money helps us to be visible. After that, it helps us to be powerful. If we can't transition from visibility to power, we failed in the mission. Our next job is to transition from visibility to power. The taking of power has no mercy on friendship. It makes friends in order to destroy friends. You understand that? It is war. It's not, it's not emotion. Have you seen powerful people's marriage before? Powerful women's marriage? No, you haven't seen it. You see their partnership. But they must die. There's no emotion in power. He said, the hour has come. Glorify me so I can glorify you. If you don't glorify me, we'll all be broke. That your son may glorify you, verse 2. For you granted him authority over all people. All people. That he might give eternal life. To those. To all those you have given him. I have verse 3. Now. Now. This is the point now. This is where I come to how creation happened. Tell me. Now, this is eternal life. What is eternal life? That they know you, the only true God 
and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. This is the life-changing place. What is eternal life? That they know him. You have life because you know who is in front of you. When did Peter gain eternal life? The day he said to Jesus, you are Christ. Now I know, I clock. And he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Once Peter made that pronunciation, he said, upon this rock, I will build my ecclesia, my church. Now, again, you're used to that scripture, so you'll forget what it means. Listen to this. If you go back to Colossians, it said, in him dwells all things, thrones and dominion and rulers, and he has made them the head of the church. So it is only a matter of time. Peter and what he was preaching will gain the whole empire of Rome. The emperor will become disciple. He will become a disciple because the power of the political world, the power of the world to be, was placed upon Peter when he knew. So what disconnects us from this eternal life? We know religion, but we don't know him. Did you see Paul speaking? Translation and transmission from death to life. Like we said last week, we've come from death to life. What happened to Adam? Listen to this. Adam was given eternal life. The word entered him. He knew when Adam opened his eyes, the only thing he saw was God. Then the second opening of eyes happened. He began to see him. Did you hear me? When Adam had dominion, when Adam was walking in dominion, what caused that dominion? Eternal life. Eternal life is just a knowledge. <laughs> it's just a knowledge. So when Adam opened his eyes from the man that was in the, in the ground, he only saw God, the Word, everything that was created. Everything, the one that created and everything that was created downloaded himself into Adam. Adam knew not himself. Adam knew nothing. In fact, knew not his wife until the fall. The Bible says and Adam knew his wife. That's after the fall. All that he knew was the word. When he came out of the ground and the word breathed into him, he only knew God. When he ate the fruit, disobedience, he knew himself. All of a sudden, he knew how old he was. All of a sudden, he knew how he should be behaving at 33. Whereas before then, all he knew was the word. His timing to life was the word. Uh -huh. When Peter comes to preach and says, it's world's time, that's the only time he thinks of wealth. When he comes to say, it's power time, that's the only time he thinks of power. But you see the fallen man sits in his bedroom and say, how is my life going? The moment you're thinking that it's not that God is punishing you, you're just confirming the Adam man. The man who becomes nothing, the man of Ozzle. The predictable man because, oh God, the moment you're trying to figure out how do I do this, it's a problem already. When the word leads you, the word can tell you what to do. The word says, I need 400k. The word, though. How to do it? You go back into the word. 
Of course, you're looking at the world, you're looking at your finances, you're looking at the world, you're looking at how to make money. It is in the world you get enlightenment. You see, these are inner beings, the working of your inner man that nobody can see. So you can tell Pastor Dami, your pastor, you can tell Sam, you can tell me whatever you want to say, but we will know. Fruit will make us know. You can say, as you see me, I'm just focused on the word. I say, mm -hmm. say it or don't, we will know. You can like good sermons. But you see, the problem with good sermon is you soon forget. The cares of this life soon choke it. The deceitfulness of riches soon choke it. So are you saying, Pastor, that you just want to build young people who are just world, world, world people? 100%. Because look at this scripture. Now this is eternal life that they will know you. Paul spoke, son. Look at Paul. Philippians 3 from verse 7. Tell me. But what things were gained to me, these, these I have counted loss. Why? For Christ. Tell me. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss. For the. It talks about two things. There was a thing, the predictable life. He was a lawyer, he was a Pharisee. These are things predictable he went to school he studied got all this then God calls him and for him to function fully as what God calls him he has to count those things as laws so that he can gain the other things the things that was already in the first Adam but he lost are you listening to me yet indeed I count all things lost for the excellence of what of the of Christ for the Jesus. excellence of knowledge to know him is why I have to count those things at loss but what we do here is we bring things with things and try to match both it won't work that's why we will say things like we grew more in our naive days we were naive to earthly things awake to God and God was adding to his church when we did not know how to do it. The excellence, I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whom? I have suffered the loss of all things. Does God wants, want you to lose all things? No. But when you are the predictable man, all those things, if she is going to be an unpredictable surgeon, changing the world, you see the knowledge of that surgery that she learned in the predictable world must go. And that's what she's trading. You're trading the importance of that world, of the Medicare world, the one you went to school. Your parent probably paid a lot of money. You traded that to sweep the floor. You were sweeping the floor in Toss Hill. As a qualified medical doctor, you were trading that. In that trade is power. Because it's the knowledge of God. That's why a true church does not beg people to serve. They serve. Because something in them knows the true eternal God. And they don't serve for five years. They serve for eternity. When you know him, yes, cease to exist. Because what he wants you to be is the dominator and the determinant of time. You tell time. The, the Bible says in that new Jerusalem, the sun was not their day. They are the sun. 
But Paul begins to teach us about the exchange floor. He said, I have things. And the things that were important to me, which are still important to the world, I have to trade them. I have to exchange them for the knowledge of Christ. Now you will think this is spiritual. Paul feels in his heart to take one fourth of the world. How do you have so much power? What's going to happen? The things that you have before, you see the problem with God moving in your life and through your life most times is you see your old native wisdom and especially for women that crafty stuff still exists it blocks God more than you can think it makes you get away with PT or peace when you talk you get away you're fine we say oh wow but you're stopping the things that are more excellent from happening in your life the problem with the move of God and I've warned you about this is at a minute and in a minute someone looks important over time in another moment given little given I mean much given becomes little they are not evolving because there was a blockage of God's move in their lives because of the applause of man because the applause of man is important in this moment because that's all we can see for this moment. But God Almighty is looking and saying there is a better life. There is a greater life. And he's not asking you for your action. He's asking you for your knowledge of him. Look at Paul is still speaking. For whom have suffered the loss of all things. Uh -huh. And count them as rubbish. That I may gain Christ. The suffering of the loss of all things. Sin is good. It's sweet. As a young person, you want to be out and do stuff. But you see your denial of it. Are you going to say sin is not sweet now? Sincerely speaking. Sweet sin, like doing wrong. I'm just the one that feels that way, right? <laughs> but you came to a place where you can put that in submission. Because and you, you, you have to credit your account as that as loss. And say, Christ, I must gain the knowledge of you more. So when he asked Peter to follow him, the making of Peter was going to be that question. But Peter had to abandon that, that, that business, fishing business. Was God against fishermen? No. He would send him to fish one day still. But he was only saying, you know, you can't bring this to help me. I'm the owner of all things. So your business will not help me. So look at how things work in the kingdom. You have business sense and all that. You count it lost. You come into the kingdom. And from the word, your business sense or money making skill emerges from there. It's more like it will not accept it if it doesn't come from the word. That's the issue. Whatever else you know or have, you cannot bring it in into the kingdom to help the kingdom. No. And that's why it became impossible, impossible to raise people that are already of certain age. To God, it's not impossible. To man, completely impossible because you see what they had. They couldn't let go of it. They already know. <laughs> So you see, you invited them to church and they looked at and said, wow, wow, wonderful word. Wow, I love your pastor. Wow, wow, this is good. And little by little, they just, and gone. 
it won't work. And let me tell you something. If by any means you're trying to make money to help those people because they are parents also, for kingdom, it will not work. You will not rise. Look at this scripture. That I may gain Christ, verse 9, quickly. Let and me be found in him, not having my own righteousness. Oh Do you see that? It said, and be found. So Paul knew the trick to taking the world. Paul stood in front of kings. He appealed to Caesar. He nearly converted him. Caesar sat on his throne. Do you know what Caesar means? Like a preacher from the local community gets to... It's, it's not even American president because that one is still democratic. Like the most powerful man in the world, Paul made his way to him and preached the gospel in his palace. The gospel. How did he get here? That I may be found in him. So we have to teach the new world politicians. It is not about you slapping the Bible and say, don't you know I'm Pastor Susu. You will not still be found in him. This is a secret yet engaging, engaging conversation. A inner being forming. A determination of heart to just stay in the world. When you sin, you go back to the world. You stay there. Did you hear what I just said? When you've messed up, you, you stay in the world. You don't leave the world because of your sin. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law. The righteousness is in verse 10. Please. That I may know him. Did you see all the cry of Paul? That I may know him because he knows. Jesus said it. What is eternal life? That they may know you. That I may know him. And what? And the power of his resurrection. Do you see what transmits people from death to life? What transmitted Adam from life to death? He knew himself. When your needs come before God's needs, you go from life to death. When his needs come before your need, you go from death to life. God's need was for Adam to take the world, dominion. Not for him to be a big man. Are you listening to me tonight? Adam wanted to now be a big man and he went from life to death. So when we command and we say things like what Pastor Sam said we should say, from death to life, what happened? Knowing him, that I may know him and the power higher of his resurrection and the fellowship of, of his suffering being conformed to his death. Do you know what conform means? Form to his death. Why is that important? The conformation to his death happened in Jessiman. It said this cup is too heavy but not my will. But your will be done. Conform to his death. Means you take the position, remember, of Adam. The position of the first Adam. In that position, when you come to life, there is no power in the crypto world that can stop you from creating the crypto world. It is the transition. But when it is your need, I just want to get my parents out of the jungle, they say. Guess what happens to them? They go from life to death. They just die. What takes us from death into life? The knowledge of him when the word is coming out everyone that is built to become politicians 
everything in them when he speaks a billion galaxies appear on the inside of you the creation power what it makes you when you're hearing his voice when God is roaring over a city everything in you if you've conformed to his death everything in you begin to rise to his life his intention is dominion supremacy not subservientness but you see you're bid not to be subservient. I don't want to be this. I don't want people to think I'm not doing this. I want to compete with this. Um, Bookie is given this much. I want to give that much. Da, 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 da. You've met you. From that point, what is supposed to give you life kills you. There are dead givers in the church. See how Nikki's preacher, I, I don't know why it's always her. You go from life to death. The moment Adam became aware of himself, it went from life to death the moment jesus said not my will it went from death he said being conformed to his death you know oh god no wonder i will later say i'm being not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that acceptable and perfect will acceptable and perfect will of god so he taught us if you're going to be an impactful church Toby you cannot go to church growth conference don't try to be like them because when those pastors went there they died you know what they were doing they are trying to be others church growth means gather people they are trying guess what happened to them in this city they all died did you mention London and mention a church can you remember a church in London can't remember a church in London I remember you don't think oh London oh Cathedral of Faith International no subjected to the powers of this land subservient to them because they want to live the moment you meet you you die the moment you meet him you live being conformed to his death verse 11 if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead you understand what Paul is saying? It's simple, just what we've been saying. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. If by any means, it says this matter, the matter at hand is a matter of from death to life. He says, I want to experience a power, a life power that I don't see around me. Then it gives us the prerequisites, the structure. He said, everything that is gained must become loss. You must pursue one thing, the knowledge of him. That I may know him and the power. In, in other words, he said that I may know him and what made him come out of the dead position. He died. They killed him, right? What brought him out? I want to know him. Paul knew at that cruise, you, at that level you cruise. Nothing stops you anymore. What is he telling us therefore? It is power that brought him from the grave. It's power. Power is so powerful. But if we're going to journey into this level of power, friends, there's no element of you that can remain. It says this is eternal life. I thought eternal life is heaven. He said, the knowledge of God is already heaven on earth. The knowledge of Him. Now you ask me, 
what does the knowledge of him mean? I stumbled on the Christian program. I said, the names of God. This revival program is called, the, I said, what's his name? What's the name of God? Praise God like um, an African child. You know, when we name our children, there are 30 names. It's the same thing. I said, my name is Anika, but I'm also Abisa and I'm also that. I said, listen, you are nothing. Doesn't mean anything. Those people slapping names on you. Your name is nothing. When people want to give names to your child, tell them it is based on finances. You sent him 20k. Now you can give him name. Or your auntie sends a name. No. Your uncle from village sends a name. So he will begin to behave like them. You sent two million. Okay, now you name him. You see how many people have seen say, Oh, that's my godfather. I said, That's your godfather. <laughs> wow. It's not even already there's a problem with father. Now you've now put this guy is now the godfather. You are finished. And I'm his godfather. You. I'm saying that father already is a problem. Now you've now cemented it. At least if it's just father you have, you can say, well, my father may not be good, but God is good. Now, everything is in this guy. So, I don't, like, it took just a second. Peter just saying, you are Christ. So, nobody blesses you unless you know. Every, everybody that you know becomes something in your life. I'll tell you what I mean by that. If you actually know who a PT is, then there is stability. Otherwise, Abba will look at PT and say, good preacher, wonderful pastor. She can even say, my father. But then, she will get into the banking world and say, yeah, but that's father. But in the banking world, can I find a mentor in banking? Now, is she wrong? No. But she doesn't know who she is being led by. Where your knowledge of a person stops, the ability to bless you stops there. For Ruth, Naomi was not her mother-in-law. For the other woman, it's her mother-in-law. And the Bible did not record that she's evil. Uh-huh. She's just stopped. And she's no longer relevant in the will and the plan of God. So Jesus had to ask Peter, who do people say I am? And some people say you are a prophet. It's prophesied to them. They vanished. Some people say you are a provider. But we are going to a spark nation. After we have to know him as more than all that. We're not seeking him for bread. Is the king of the kingdom whose will is to give the kingdom to us. The knowledge of him begins to, then we will know why did he then send a PT? So that if all the churches are saying that's not how a pastor behaves, you say uh-uh. You see my knowledge of this. 
because now I find purpose. Nobody can make you a better politician or a better whatever power person than the one you know. Otherwise, it would have led your way to them. You would have been born in their family or you would have been their protege. When people think their leader's capacity stops somewhere, they look forward to make them. So Jesus had to ask the question, who do men say I am? Then they all said, then he said, who do you? Because you see, for those men, I can make five loaves into 5,000. I can be the drippy to them. I can be the philanthropy to them. Then he looks at you tonight and says, who do you say that I am? Because from that level, we can build a church and the gates of Hades, the place that holds wealth, will not be able to stop them. Who do you say we are tonight? Lift up your voice.